Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. And uh, welcome to Think Critical, the Dungeons & Dragons Survival Guide podcast. My name is Simon Munoz. I'm a uh, Dungeon Master of ill repute. Uh, and to my left... My name is Josh. I am a semi-Dungeon Master, a lot of playing recently, human being that enjoys <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> and then to my left... I am... Um... Marina, and I am the resident house elf, and that's about it. Continue. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I am to her left. Uh, I am Laura, and I am a player and a sort of kind of baby DM getting started with that whole thing. And uh, this is our Think Critical podcast, and thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we're doing kind of an introduction episode at this point since we are. This is our first and introductory thing, so uh, we have some stuff that we'd like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mo- mostly uh, our mutual love and appreciation of the game and just kind of its influence on us and our influence on it. Kicking things off, uh, our first episode is just kind of going to be an introduction uh, to us, to the podcast, to the kind of ideas and ideals that we want to espouse here. Um, like I said, I'm a DM mostly. Uh, I played a lot when I was younger, but since I've gotten a little bit older, I've done pretty much nothing but DM for quite a few years now. It's been a while. Oh, God, I'm old. I'm much older. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many years exactly are we talking? Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I started DMing when I was 16, so it's been about, oh god, 12 now, 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, I'm old. Uh, Time. (laughs) It's not that podcast, I (laughs) Okay, hold on, I gotta bring it back. (laughs) I just went to a real dark place. (laughs) Come back, please. Anyway, so, um... But uh, I've been playing for 12 years. I love this game. Um, I think we all love this game in different uh, different ways and for different reasons. Here on the show, we all want to kind of talk about uh, our experiences, things we've learned. Um, I know for I, I know that right now it's never been a better time to get into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. There's absolutely yeah. There, there's a bit of a renaissance going on right now, and it's wonderful. I love it. Uh, tons of new players are coming together and forming bonds and making new friends and just really kind of like uh, exploring this crazy game that has existed forever. 
just an old-fashioned good time, really. <laughs> They're going on adventures. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, having said that, it can be a little intimidating. Sometimes, you know, if you say, hey, we're going to play a game, and you hand somebody an entire book and say those are, you know, the rules, and then you find out that there are four more books, and they're like, oh, those are more rules, it can be a little daunting. So we want to, we all want to come here, sit down, and kind of talk everyone through their first time, you know, either playing or DMing, while also eventually kind of getting into, you know, some more advanced stuff. So for the new players, uh, we hope you give it a listen. And for the old players, we hope you stick around because eventually we are going to kind of go over, you know, theory crafting, uh, min-maxing, maybe uh, designing characters for Adventure League, which is a whole different ballgame. Basically, to kind of get into it, uh, we want to tell you why we love D&D and why we think you should, too. So, starting off, uh, Josh, would you like to give us an introduction to what you've been doing and how long you've been playing and that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I've been playing since college is when I got into it, so at this point, like, about 10 or 11 years. Nice. Um, off and on, and uh, I've played about as much as I've DM'd. I obviously started as a player, and um, I, by hobby, I like to write and storytell and stuff like that, so I eventually started to get that itch to, to kind of, you know, have my own hand at DMing, and I had a lot of fun with that, but it's also, like, there's a lot that goes into it, so sometimes I also just like being a player and kind of relaxing and enjoying it for what that character is and really bringing the most out of them. Um, so that's how long I've been playing it. I one thing that I really like about D and D is how open it is. You have this, you know, pretty large rule book, but you don't have to learn every rule right away. But it's so enabling at the same time to give you a chance to play characters that you never could before. Um, you know, usually when you play an online game or really any video game, there's a lot of structure because they have to focus so much on keeping your options like balanced and you know somewhat predictable so you know what you want to do right but in mm-hmm. D you can take characters so many different directions you can multi-class you can have the same two character classes but they just use different skills like and i love that like i'm not a huge min maxer but i definitely like finding a fun little interaction between two abilities or two classes and feeling cool when it you know when you can pull it off yeah when it works out <laughs> yeah so i would say i'm having the most fun in D D when I'm playing a, a, my character that I created and I'm getting some sort of, like, reminder that it's working or that something cool happened and I, I planned it or I wanted it to work like that. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun and that's why I keep going back to d and is because I always have, like, a new character in my head. I'm like, no, this is going to be so cool <laughs> like, when I can finally do it. What is that like? You've never had that experience before. <laughs> oh, man. God. Yeah, I've noticed that that's a pretty common symptom. You start playing, and then you're like, oh, I I love my character. I love my character. But also, this new character. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, D&D players have commitment issues with their characters. (laughs) Well, there's also, like, that ever-looming option that your character could very well die forever. So it's almost like, you know, you can't just be, like, heartbroken. You have to kind of be banking on the fact that this might not work out. Yeah. (laughs) Always have a backup character. (laughs) Yeah, always. 
I've been playing for about a year, roughly. A little mm-hmm. less than a year, I think. I mean, religiously playing. Right. I tried to play a couple of times before, but it wasn't the right circumstance, and I didn't know how to play, and they were kind of like me, you know, groups yeah. that came together. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of an experience that's shared with a lot of people yep. over the years. So S- Something we're trying to help alleviate here. Yes, absolutely. We'd like to... Uh, help out the newbie players as much as possible to not feel so maybe odd man out kind of thing, especially if you're going into a campaign that has been going on for a while or the players are a little bit higher level and maybe you don't know how to play as well. It can be a little bit like intimidating, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I thoroughly have become addicted to it. It's so much fun, especially for, like you say, Josh, for the creative outlets and making up uh marina you have a character that designed off of this one little character in a video or a music video that came along you know so it can Mm -hmm. inspiration can come from yeah anywhere and i think that's why it's pretty amazing yeah indeed yeah uh kind of touching on that real quick before we keep rolling with the intro i don't think anyone here likes the idea of uh you know gatekeeping d and for everyone. Like, Absolutely. Uh, young, old, regardless of race, religion, creed, code, anything. Uh, D&D should be available to anyone who's willing to put the time in and effort. Because it's a fun game. And it's more fun the more ridiculous the interactions become. And it's kind of a... a, a fun thing that some of the most fun I've had are with people that, you know, you, you wouldn't normally uh, hang out with in day-to-day life. Uh, you know, not for any particular reason. It's just the circumstances haven't come up. But now here's this uh, kind of central thing that everyone can sit down and enjoy and have a good time. And all, sl- all sorts of uh, insanity can kind of, you know, kick off from it. And it's, I don't know, I think it's great. Um, so... Uh, that's just one more thing that kind of want to drive home here in this beginning episode. Uh, D&D is for everyone. Anyone who's interested, come on, you know, come sit down and uh, kind of leave the mentality of, you know, only nerds play D&D thing behind. Because, uh, like I said, there's never been a better time to get into D&D. This renaissance is attracting all types of people. I mean, uh, you just Google search some of your favorite actors and see if they play D&D and you'll probably be surprised to find that more than a few do, so. Absolutely. But, um, uh, Marina, would you like to tell us what you love about D&D? Oh, you're putting me on the spot again. (laughs) Well, I I was hoping you would think about it while I, you know, went over my little spiel, but here we are. (laughs) Okay, um, well, besides everything about it is amazing... Um, when I first, like, I was hesitant because, like you said, it sounded like it was a game for nerds, and then Laura's just like, let's go play it, and I was like, no, and then let's go play it, so we finally went to played it, and it was, it was really intimidating, because, you know, you know, you sit down with people who you've never met, and especially if you're really shy, like me, um, (laughs) you get really, you know, scared of it, but it's just, like, when you get into character, like, it's just so much fun, 
and it's just it's an experience. I will say that it's a lot of fun, and just go play it. It's it's needed in life every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like therapy sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really is. I, I I know there have been some days where I've been really down, like just. You know, you have bad days. Uh, someone says something or someone does something or just, you know, you're wor- you're stressed and you're worried. And then, you know, it's even more so as a DM, I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this right now. I, you know, I have to prepare and I have to come up with all this nonsense. But then you actually get to the game and you play the game and you walk away and you're like, man, that was needed. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel better afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... Part of it comes from... I mean, video games are great for that, too, but I think you are in a room with physical people. You know, you're you're not staring at a screen, you're not talking to someone over a microphone. You're yeah. you're in a room, and it's it's a group effort to keep everyone alive, if possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, not do something yeah. like jump off a waterfall yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Listen, not everyone's going to live, all right? Not if I have something to say about it. <laughs> um, but... I think, uh, if I remember correctly for you, Marina, it was uh, character creation that kind of got you into it first of all. Oh, yeah. Like, Joss was saying, I love character creation. Like, you can just get so, like, weird with it. Like, Mm -hmm. I have my first character was a, how do I say this, a a heesh? Uh, Like, uh, it didn't abide by any gender, and it was a half-elf, and it was just so much fun to play. Like and I called him I called him Heesh and it was so much fun and he was a noble and he was sassy in care <laughs> and he had an English accent and it was just that character alone was just so much fun. Um, rip. <laughs> yeah, that character did die thanks to Simon and I'm still depressed uh, over it. No, that's another thing. <laughs> not thanks to Simon. Thanks to Laura. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks point. to Felly. Just be prepared to get depressed over your dead characters, because it does happen. (laughs) So, to give a backstory, Feli is my gnome barbarian whom I cherish, because she really, she wasn't my first character I created, but she was the most endeared that I came up with first and foremost. Um, She is very headstrong and just very like... Come on, let's go have an adventure. We'll go do this now. We'll go do this now. And uh, very gnome, very gnome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we happened to be on a beach, and I think we were level seven. I want to say seven somewhere, or eight. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. And it's um, when power starts kicking in. Yeah, we were facing a very yucky bad guy. I don't remember what it was called. Um, it was like. Um... A weird shadow creature. Yeah. Abomination. Abomination, that's what you called it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so we were there, and we were basically all dead. Um, Our entire party was down (laughs) except for Feli, who had ten hit points left, and this thing could hit you for a lot. And um, I, in the game, Feli has a ship, which she can communicate with telepathically, and one of the actions is let loose the cannons. So, you know, last-ditch effort, let loose the cannons, they came over, destroyed the beach, and uh, sort of maybe killed Alec. It was, yeah. It was awful. (laughs) You know, she she might come back. Killed Alec. I love how you you go so in-depth with the rest of that story, and then at the very end, (laughs) the very end, the little, tiny little punctuation, you're like, oh, I mean... 
Alec might have ended up dead. <laughs> sort of, kind of got obliterated by a cannonball, but, you know, I mean... Accidents happen. Accidents shit. happen. It happens, yeah. you know? <laughs> but I would have rather been eaten by that thing than have been blown up by a cannon. It was That's awful. My <laughs> character died awfully. Well, we can't all choose how we go out. Sometimes... Yeah, listen, sometimes you have a crazy cool epic moment and your character dies like a complete badass. And then other times, you fall in a pit of acid and you just <laughs> are obliterated. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh man, yeah, you guys remember that one character? Yeah, he died fighting a dragon. There was a literal dragon and he went down like a boss and he got in a crazy huge hit and then the dragon ate him and it was super cool. Oh man, you remember that other character? Didn't he fall downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he fell down some stairs. Like, but it was a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. Too many stairs. It was a too lot many of stairs. stairs, some would say. <laughs> uh, to kind of bring this back around, uh, it is character creation is absolutely the, the best thing. Yeah. Um, Feli is my absolute favorite, although I have another character who is a necromancer who is also... In the running for favorites. Yeah. Um, but do you guys have another favorite that you guys want to talk about? Um, I would probably say that my favorite character is the one that I'm currently playing. Yeah. Um, she's a lot of fun. I'm actually getting a tattoo <laughs> next week uh, for a little Sparrow, because that's her name, Sparrow. Oh, nice. And uh, I don't know, for some reason, I she just really came together. I, I think what excited me most about Sparrow is that it... It was a very organic process creating her because I have a bad habit of overthinking and being like, okay, I want this character to be cool or I want to like, I want this to work. And then I end up like getting too overwhelmed with like the different options you have. Um, and with the concentration mechanic sort of making it hard to be like a true support sometimes, or it does make it more challenging, I should say. Um, I created her. And she's just so much fun to play right now because we were allowed to kind of re-roll a character or like we could respec our character after Xanathar's came out. So I made a glamour bard. So she's sort of this like fey half-elf dancer and she dances for her magic, which is just (laughs) fun. And um, she has one level in life cleric. To give her like boost to healing That's and pretty so much good. yeah so pretty much the way that sparrow works in, in a fight is like purely supportive so she'll she has inspiring leader as a feat which gives you um i don't know how much detail we want to go into this because i'm super proud of her <laughs> but she has a thing where she can like pump up her allies like when they wake up the first morning to give them temporary health yeah. so everyone has this barrier on them already and then she also has a spell that increases their maximum hit points on top of the barrier called aid. God. So like <laughs> like half of the party has an extra 40-something buffer before their actual hit points even come into play. And she can heal. And yep. she's been super annoying recently because like that <laughs> mixed with Glamour Bard's ability to... Like, every turn I can use an inspiration as a bonus action to just refresh 11 HP on everyone. And everyone can use their full movement without provoking attack of opportunity. So, like, everyone's moving around. She just became this, like, little tactician. But, like, through dance. (laughs) And she's so much fun to roleplay because she's... um, She's very charismatic, but not the wisest. Um, And we're like... So she just... 
ends up giving away a lot of information because she likes to talk and she's not good at keeping secrets. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's dancing her way through, just making it one day at a time. And there's nothing more terrifying than casting greater invisibility on our Sorlock that we have, and just letting the Eldritch Blast slash, like, everything just flow out with advantage. Like, yep. She just becomes this, like, horrible horse to be reckoned with, and Sparrow's just, like, in the background, like, yes, yes, keep going. Sing for me. God. So I'm very proud of Sparrow and what she's become. Um, Actually, my, uh... So I have a character... That I love. I don't know if he's my favorite, but he's he's up there. Um, and uh, his name is uh, Swift. Uh, he's a Kenku um, bard. So uh, I wanted to make like a sad character, like a tragic character, because I think those characters are like more interesting. Uh, and Kenku are a race in D and D. They cannot have. Uh, they can have like their own thoughts and their own feelings, oh, yeah. but That's their really speech yeah. is can never be original. They can only mimic. So they can never like wake up in the morning and look at somebody and say, good morning, how are you? If somebody has said that before, they can copy it, but it'll never be their voice. Like they ne- themselves will never be able to speak or sing. And so I made a Kenku who loved music and loves singing but he will never like he will never ever ever be able to add to the music like he'll never ever ever be able to be like oh I, this is a new song I've written or this is a new uh, something that I've composed or this is my original work he can only copy um, I thought that was like super sad but uh I think uh, what endeared me to him was that everyone else, like, really liked him. Uh, he was just like, you know, he's a bard, so everyone's supposed to like him. You know, charisma's supposed to be through the roof. But yeah, he's like, of course. Uh, he was just super endearing immediately and very annoying. And people laughed their ass off at all of his antics and insanity and whatnot. It was fun. It was just really, really fun to be, like, because I myself am, you know, in the, I'm quiet and reserved, uh, but in the right settings, I become very... Animated. Animated, yeah. Yeah. Good word. (laughs) You know, there's a nice way you could have said that. (laughs) Go on. Are you done? (laughs) Are we going to fight now? No, you're you're going. (laughs) You sure? You done? Yeah. Mother? Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) You are just the worst. Oops. Oops. (laughs) No, anyway, but yeah, so like I get animated, rude, Uh, and uh, so my bard was uh, ridiculous and I, you know, routinely would turn myself into a dragon or a dinosaur with polymorph and just go nuts. (laughs) I love polymorph. Polymorph is a fantastic, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I think that's probably one of my uh, more well-liked characters. His name was uh, Swift, Light and Quick, because the way Kenku have their names. Or it was uh, Creek, sorry, Creek. Uh, Swift was his, like, moniker. 
but his name was Creek. Specifically, when you asked him what his name was, he would open his mouth and you would hear the sound of uh, ship lumber creaking. <laughs> right. And so everyone just called him Creek. <laughs> it is a That's... cool concept for that race. Yeah. Like, making it a bard is pretty fun sounding. Yeah. It was interesting, because, like, you couldn't do the usual, like, uh, what's it? Uh, you can't do the usual, oh, well, I'm just super eloquent, and I'm great with words, and I can talk everyone into right. doing what I want, because you can't have original speech, so the way you convey things is, like, like a lot of times if I was trying to talk someone into doing something and I wanted to pay them, I would open my mouth and just make the sounds of, like, coins clinking together, because... That's you know everyone knows money yeah yeah and then usually they'd be like okay roll diplomacy but you're gonna have to pay him like you're actually and I'm like all right sure I didn't say how much kinkus <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I imagine would be very difficult to play just in general yeah they're an interesting role play option any monstrous race yeah makes for some cool and interesting role play because you can't. Or you can, like, that's a thing. I play Kanku as true to the source as possible, but if you want to play Kanku that can speak, just talk to your DM and I'm sure it'll be okay. Yeah. It's kind of the same like uh, Lizardmen. Lizardmen have no strong emotion. They're kind of devoid of that type of thing. So playing one can be very, uh, just kind of bland, very vanilla, because you don't have real strong ties to anything. Right. Um... But it makes for some interesting roleplay options and yeah. opportunities. And personality crafting. Yeah. And, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. Absolutely. It's funny. I, I, I had a friend who we laughed because we are like, you'd be a perfect lizard man. You never smile, ever. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he was just this wall of stone. Um, and it was funny because he never played that character. He was always... Uh, he always played bards and sorcerers and like people who had to be super charismatic. And you know, when we were at the table, he would turn it on, and we'd all laugh. You know, we'd laugh like a bunch of hyenas, <laughs> just cackling into the night as he says <laughs> dumb things that he would never say in real life. Right. And then in day to day, we'd be like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna go get pizza. Want to come?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that brings out such a great point. I think in D and D is that especially when you're first getting into it, like Marina was saying, if you're a you know relatively shy person or if you're a really outgoing person, you know you can just easily swap the all of this you know emotional baggage that you have in real life and take on this personality that you've created. Yeah. And play as uh, in Marina's case with Alec. Um, you know, Alex who is the this asshole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this overly charismatic person yeah. and uh, sassy? That's what I like to say. And Mar Marina is sassy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in her own way. Listen, when we first met Marina, no, she was no. this. Oh, speaking of beginning. Yeah, she was this nice, quiet girl. And didn't say anything. She was just very shy and very demure and quiet, <laughs> very reserved. And then we started playing D&D, &D and she just, you know, she went wild. All of a sudden, she's just texting all the time. <laughs> all of a sudden, she has friends. <laughs> I was like, what the, what happened? Actually, never mind. You know, D&D is a bad thing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> never mind. Wrap it up, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we game over. We're done. Yeah, I got confused. <laughs> but, 
Um, and if anything in this, you know, if you are a new player and you're listening to us, and if anything that we're talking about, you know, gave you pause, or if you're confused about anything that we're talking about, because I think we're just kind of, we're a little bit more familiar with the game, so if you're not, you know, talk to us, and, and if you have any questions, we're more than happy to answer. Yeah, hit us up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Does anybody else have anything that they would like to touch on as far as introductory? Uh, so... I don't have anything as far as uh, any more introductions go, uh, but um, you know uh, we're we're getting ready to close this thing out. Uh, before we go, I just want to reiterate that D and D is for everyone. Don't ever feel like you have to be a certain thing or act a certain way to play D and D. I know people, like you said, who are shy, who suddenly blossom as soon as they sit down at a table. Uh, I know people who are wild and loud and bombastic, and then they play a cleric who's quiet and gruff and just, you know. uh, You could be whatever you want to be in the real world, and nowhere does that translate better than D&D, because D&D gives you the means to do that immediately. In the real world, it takes work. (laughs) <laughs> at the yeah. D&D table, right. <laughs> it takes a little bit less work. There's still some work, but you immediately can become that person you want to be. And mm-hmm. I've known so many people who were smaller, and next thing I know, they're playing a half-orc. This giant monster that's just <laughs> right. swinging this massive axe that's the size of their real-life body, <laughs> you know? And getting into it, and that type of fantasy I think is good for people uh, it's very encouraging and you find yourself doing things you never would have thought possible and even if it is a fantasy setting you're sitting in a group with real people and I don't care if you're a new player or if you're a veteran eventually everyone has a story that they tell as if they were just actually there yeah, and it's absolutely. because in a lot of ways they were and I think there's no there's no game on earth like this game I love it I wake up and I think about D&D and I go to sleep and I think about D&D and honestly if I could play D&D every day I would yeah it Same. is yeah. <laughs> it is infectious and it's so good and you will make friends and you will meet new people and you will have crazy adventures and wild ideas and it's all very wonderful and I hope that this podcast as it goes along encourages you to go and find a table and sit down at that table and say hi my name is blank this is my character I'm whatever 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 and you have a good time and if you don't have a good time we'll be talking about that down the road as well but uh, I guarantee that you're going to have those crazy adventures. Yeah. You really have to give it a chance, too. I feel yeah. like sometimes D&D can be a bit of, like, a slow burn. Yeah. Where when you first jump right into it, it's almost like reading the first chapter of a book. Yeah. Or, like, a, the first episode of a series and being like, oh, I don't know. Like, you do have to give it, a you know, a couple tries to sort of realize how open it is. Like, it's such an expansive thing that it takes a few times and then eventually depending on what you like to do or what you want to do, something's going to click. Yeah. And when you have that, like, aha moment as to be like, I understand why people play this now, you're never going to go back. 
Yeah. Or at least I can't. Like, yeah. Yeah. like you find a rhythm. Yeah. Absolutely. Once you get excited about something, it's like it's all over because it's such a slippery <laughs> slope of fun. Like, you yeah. keep finding more things to like about it. Yep. And it's something you instantly have in common with other people yep. that are usually like minded, you know? Yeah. So. And that's the thing. I, I've, I've had people who were drastically different sit down at the table. And yeah, whenever we took a, you know, uh, if we had took like a 15 minute break, you know, inevitably the arguments would start and they <laughs> rail against each other, but then the game would be on and uh, in game they would be, you know, the two closest friends or the three closest friends, whatever the case may be. Uh, it is a focal point for people who want to have a good time and experience something that they could never experience in real life uh at least not without incredible risk of bodily harm <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly uh, but anyway um so closing we have some social media you can follow us on absolutely and we'll have links to this uh when we go ahead and, and post this episode as well but uh if you want to get in touch with us uh, we have a think critical uh, D&D Survival Guide, or DDSG. We've abbreviated it on there, I believe. And um, you can definitely send us a message or post on the page. Um, if you're more comfortable with email, it is thinkcriticalddsg at gmail.com. Um, we are also on Instagram, which Marina has taken up the candle <laughs> for. Um, and that is thinkcritical, I believe, DDSG. And uh, if you post on there, you're probably going to be talking to Marina mostly, but we are all on there as well. Yeah. And then we also have our Twitter account, which is ThinkCriticalD20, uh, because apparently we like to be different on Twitter. Good God. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so, but again, th there will be links to this. And absolutely, we're very, very open to talking with you and uh, bringing your points to the table. So if there is a question that you have, uh, if we can we'll we'll put it into one of our episodes and answer it for you if we can't if, just go ahead and send you a message for it as well uh so we would appreciate any input that you guys may have and we want to make this as open of a conversation as as we can yeah emphasis on conversation uh this is kind of our intro episode but going forward we would love to answer questions from you guys or just talk about them yeah too, or just like talk about yeah. absolutely there's so many different ways you can go in D D that it's sometimes just fun to talk about and be yeah. like, well, you could go this way or this way and having that dialogue can help sometimes just in and of itself. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. And it could be inspiration for other people because D&D, &D, you don't have to be afraid of copyright infringement, you know, when you're just sitting at a table playing. So yeah. you can steal content or make it your own or if someone says something that is amazing, you know, you can run with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. I, like, D&D... At a table, could not survive if copyright were an issue. Do you know how many? <laughs> oh my god! Do you know how many Monty oh. Python jokes I've heard over the years? <laughs> oh god! Well, like, I mean, for, I played with a bard who every song she sang was a Disney song. Oh, yes, no. yes. That's, oh, I want to do that so bad. Oh my god! I already know what I'm being next. It's a whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, uh, we are going to sign off here. And uh, But uh, definitely tune in next week. We're going to talk about uh, intro to D&D &D ideas. So uh, kind of brushing off of uh, things that we had difficulties with, uh, getting started with making our characters and uh, things of that nature. And then 
Uh, I think we're going to start in with some DMing advice as well here from Simon since he's been playing for a very long time. Oh, God, the darkness. And, and, and Josh. I mean, yeah. you guys both have been playing this for a lot longer than Marina and I have, so. Oh. Um, yes, we have. <laughs> Don't remind me. Oh, I love to remind you, though. It's so much fun. Oh, God. Um, see it. You know, going over topics like metagaming and things of that nature, and we'll also go over, you know, some fun things that happened in our campaigns as well, so yeah. uh, stay tuned and look forward to that. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, guys. Okay. Uh, uh, this has been Think Critical, the Dungeons & Dragons Survival Guide podcast. Thanks for listening, and uh, we hope to see you at the table. <laughs>